welcome fellow millennials and all others that are not millennials. You know who you are. I'm Lindy. I'm Stephanie. And you are listening to Turn of the Millennials. Woo. Cue applause. We need a sound machine. We do. <laughs> How are you today, Steph? There, we'll do our own sound machine. Sounds <laughs> like golf clapping. Right? Golf clap, golf clap. I'm doing pretty okay. It's a pretty sunshiny day here. Uh, and uh, um, I think we just need to kind of talk about it because I feel like this brings into a millennial uh, moment. No. We just had a huge, massive Rogers outage a day ago. And I feel like it brings us back to a millennial moment because it required a lot of us to not have cell phones or internet for a whole, not just a couple hours, a whole entire day. So no TVs um, if we had Chromecasts, this... no, you know, apps, no nothing, guys. This is going back. We're going back. <laughs> I did not share your pain. I am not with Rogers. I had my internet. I had my phone. I was good. <laughs> I had TELUS. I have TELUS for my phone, so I was fine. Yeah. Like, we weren't completely in the I'm worst, with Kudos, but so. <laughs> you have to realize, like, that is a, that does put a as lot of- As funny as this kind of like people are as, as funny as people are laughing at this as much as people are making a joke about this this was actually pretty fucking serious like it literally For, shut down banks call emergency yeah. services and stuff kind like that of, guys like it was it was crazy it kind of really tells you going like with a cashless system is probably not going to work out the way you think it will just saying yeah. i don't know yeah well i know aaron fucking hated it because everything was fucking down at his store trying to run a business with no internet. Oh yeah. Cause when he came home that day and told me about it, I was like, oh yeah, haha. And he goes, oh, it wasn't funny. Like it was a fucking awful day. And I was just going, sorry. I, I, I've been at home all fucking week. Like I haven't really been out of the house for a week because I'm like on holidays. My, my factory's on shutdown. So I've been kind of isolated. <laughs> like, I, I'm unemployed and I just enjoyed all the memes that came out of it. It was great. It was, but also at the same time, like I said, we didn't, we have a Chromecast. We don't have cable. So like our, all of our TV based stuff usually is off of the internet, but we still have boxes of DVDs. They just sit in a closet because most of it's on. So we do have the accessibility to, you know, but again, it takes us back. It is a millennial moment. Cause like, no matter what, everything kind of took us back to you know that life time. before internet life before ma massive internet exactly yeah. so the only difference was watch, you're an adult now where we had to watch tv or, or watch dvds or we were Go outside we were listening read a we had book. music we had music on most of the day just doing yeah. our stuff like cleaning the house and things and we ended up yeah we ended up being just fine but i just thought it was kind of an interesting way to bring back the millennial moments and we did play pogs for a little bit because it was hilarious. i saw that i saw that comment that you made yeah it was good. um yeah, no, since like I didn't relate to that because that did not affect me whatsoever. Uh, my, I'm not sure which millennial moment I want to use because I have kind of several. <laughs> but feeling old since I turned 39. It's only been I'm like never gonna a say, week. I know, I'm never going to say that normal, just so you know. Um, the, uh, okay, so I think I'm going to go with this one because this one's, this one may be the maddest. Um, okay so I'm at work lunch break or whatever I walk in I sit beside this girl Lena who's like 22 years old and she's 22 years old waterfall starts playing by TLC on the radio I say to her this is what our conversation ensued okay this is what yeah. happened I say to her I will bet you a billion dollars they don't play the rap part when like by the end of this song she replies with what's that waterfalls doesn't have a rap part I look at her and I go, 
you just fucking broke my heart. How you fucking dare you? You literally took a whole. I'm not done. I'm not fucking done. Song. I am not she? done. I am not done. Her next she? question. <laughs> her next question was, "Oh, does one of the members rap it?" What? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, "Well, which one?" I go, "The dead one," and she goes, "One of them died." <gasps> wow like i'm reliving this moment my heart is pounding right now. well no well 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 here's the other part of this as well because your beloved show that you marathoned on your birthday has also done the exact same thing it brought strange or stranger things brought like the kate bush running up that hill song to the masses and apparently there's a whole generation that just learned about Metallica oh, from know. it as well, right? Lindy. Okay, Kate so, Bush is one thing. Like, Kate Bush is one thing. Right. How have you never fucking heard of Metallica? A Metallica. Does it matter, like, who your family is or what kind of music they're in? Like, they're, they're, and my, kids, Sandman, my kids. Or, like, I just feel like they're in the background of movies. And like, yes. Ugh. I was just going to say, like, my kids who are 13 and almost 16 have seen tons of movies that have metallica in them they know right. who metallica is they watch those fucking christmas house like thingies at christmas time we we like go through them they're like a rabbit hole that we go down and almost everybody uses fucking metallica for their christmas music when they're doing the light displays like actually uh or a steamroller what's that one the um trans-siberian orchestra that one too but yeah. um the one that marshall wanted to use on how i met your mother um Mannheim steamroller? Yes, thank you. I was I was thinking of the Mannheim part. Most of them is usually Trans-Siberian Orchestra, though. They're the ones. They're really fucking good. Did you check out their Christmas album? It's amazing. They have Um, multiple Christmas albums. But, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple, (laughs) multiple. (laughs) Remember, People who don't know, they do the Home Alone Christmas song. Christmas Obsessed, remember. Which August Burn Red does a really good version of that, too. Um, Anyway, but yeah, like, it's how do you fucking not know who Metallica is? Like, or TLC. Really? Like, or TLC. Like, like, okay, I do need to maybe some background info. She is Mennonite. Okay. So I can understand that, but she's very new age Mennonite. Like, but, but still, a 21 year old new age Mennonite, you're still. Like, may not have most of her friends are not so like i i would think that with her life experiences she would have been a, at least exposed to this kind of stuff and she knew the song yeah she knew the song like she was singing but along to chime it because she only ever heard it on the radio which i was gonna say chime me. fm play has played it all the time but they usually would take the rap part out because it's not like, part of if i hear a song enough times on the radio that i'm singing along to it i'd probably put it on my spotify list or like whatever music list that i listen to and that maybe, would maybe. I don't know. Isn't. I'm just you gotta remember the new generation consumes music differently than we do. You gotta I know. That. I know. It's like do, so do, does this generation no longer use music to soothe their soul? Like, do they no longer relate to music in a way we related to music? I think they like because there's so much of it, like it's oversaturated. There's so much to consume, and also because they don't. I don't know if they consume it like we do, like we did with the way that you sat down with an album and you sat with that album. And just listen like to the lyrics. And, and yes. Like, like the, um, the Spotify. Yeah. And Spotify will now be like, oh, you like this? Here's some other people yeah. you might like because of this. And like you said, it's it gets so much over. Because I remember like, over like um, when I got the Hanson's Middle of Nowhere album, 
Yep. I had one of those stereos that had the two discs on the top, the two CDs at the top. I put that one in my right side disc, CD disc, and then did not fucking it move it. Did not take it out. How for long like was that? Years. 12, 12 years. years. And that was that. only because I think I sold the stereo or it broke. It stopped working. I got rid of it. Yeah. It was like from the time that album was released that day, I went and bought it. It went in my CD player and I didn't fucking take it out for 12 years. Well, and think about people that had like five disc changers and things like that. Like, yep. Either yep. way, we're I just even just that's a millennial moment in its own. You know what? Disc CD changers. I kind of miss the sound of like the CD switching from CD one to CD two. Like you know, it has a specific sound. Yeah, because it's like it takes it out. Yeah, especially if you have the five disc one, it would like yeah. it, would it would change the piece the of plastic, take the new one in, and put yeah. it out. Yeah, and you because mine would just move the little spindle thing from CD one to CD two. So it would just move back and forth. Right. But I just, I remember the sound of it. And every time I accidentally would hit it to switch it over and I didn't mean to, I'm like, son of a bitch. Cause it would take so fucking long to go over. They have to hit it again and get it all the way back over to CD once. Listen to what you wanted to. So I think in this, (sighs) it also kind of brings us to our topic this, this particular week, because you talking about how a younger generation doesn't know TLC. Oh my God. Yes. This sound. My daughter knows this. At least my this, daughter knows this. This soundtrack <laughs> is kind of our leeway into almost the 20 years before us, which was the 70s. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Now and Then, the movie and uh, the soundtrack. Like one of the greatest movies of like girls coming to age and spending time with a summer with their friends. A is millennial just... history too. Like it's just, just like not I guess it is based in, just, it oh. is based in 1970, but it's it, it was, it was made in 95. Yeah, it was yeah. made in it was made in 1995. But this story, these relationships are timeless. Doesn't matter what time it's set in. It's I would hope that every girl has a small group of friends like this one. Yeah. I know I did. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Exactly. We like like so we hope yeah. we all did. Like Stephen King <laughs> says, all... you never had the friends like you had when you were 12. Jesus does anyone. Wasn't Thomas Wolfe? No, it was Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King. I thought it Or was mm-hmm. it the one at the end that's Thomas Wolfe? It was in the novella The Body. Which, oddly enough, this movie is heavily compared to Stand By Me, but which is what she, The Body was named. I thought she had, she made that quote in the movie to me more. No. Or no, she said something similar to it. Oh, you can't. Thomas Wolfe says you can't go home again. Yeah. That's the one that she used. That's what it was. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Similar again, similar sort of vein because like yeah, I said, the, very know. similar. Yeah. Things, anyway, yeah, there's things like when you're 12 years older, you just can't go home because things just things yeah. are not. Life changes. Life keeps moving. The only constant is change, and so yeah, we hold yeah. on to the past and we, we you know for the nostalgia and those great memories, but they will never ever be that way. And I think that's kind of the both the sentiments yeah. of both of those movies. But on that note, now and then, uh, like I said, it was released October 1995. Which is uh, weird because it should have been a fucking summer movie because it takes right? place over summer. Right, because it's totally a summer movie. But if you notice when they go into the, um, in their current day and age, it's actually more fall time. So I think that's- That's okay. Yeah, why. okay. Like if you think about it that way, like the present day was fall, but their story was the summer of their story life. Yeah. So it stars, uh, I'm going to do kind of, so there's a younger version- and, and then an, an older, older version, version of four girls. Instead of having to have one character try to play both, they just had two yeah. sets of girls. Plus, of I women. mean, huge age gap, 12 to like mid, mid, to late, mid to late 30s. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we have Gabby Hoffman and Demi Moore, 
Christina Ricci and Rosie O'Donnell, Thora Birch and Melanie Griffith, Ashley Aston Moore and Rita Wilson. Mm -hmm. And those are the four main girls. Rest in peace, Ashley Aston Moore. Yes. Uh, she passed, what, 20 years ago? 2002. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, that actually that actually hurt coming yeah. out. I didn't realize it was that it's that been long that long. Ago? I'm yeah. like it's it's O2, wasn't it? I think I'm I positive think. it was O2. Anyway, uh, so it had a Rotten Tomatoes score of eight of 32% and a tomato meter of 82%. Yay. Audience score, obviously not because audience obviously movie like critics don't know shit. Like they don't right? fucking know. I'm sorry. What does a 40 year old fucking old white man know about being a 12 year old girl in the 70s? Right. Fuck or off. even in the 90s when we were ever, this ever. Movie. And that is such a hot topic right now. I'm not even getting into that. Well, Continue. we also know that this. I I never ever liked Cisco and Ebert. They always were just. They, just they were the so one sided. They were they so were fucking so, biased. They were frou frou pretentious. Oscar. Oh my god! Right. They were. They didn't care about anything else. They um, were like pretentious was made for them that word yes yes um and like i said it had an amazing soundtrack to go amazing oh um, sugar sugar by the archies number I almost one feel like fucking they love that song they could have had like a double album for this one. Oh, for sure but there's a few songs in it that weren't on the soundtrack exactly so there's a bunch they of course back in the day we were only allowed to have like most of the time x amount of minutes or one they would only come up with one soundtrack for the movie yeah. occasionally they would do a second one but it was maybe like the pop and then the score version was like the second one other than yeah. based and confused they were lucky and was they just had the, so much music that used yeah so but this one should have had a second one for sure yeah. um so yeah basically it was a coming of age film uh set in the well the older girls are set in the 90s and it's telling of their story of being 12 13 year old yeah and, and that summer they yes. spent trying to solve a mystery yes so yep um so it starts with like demi moore who plays sam gabby hoffman plays the younger version uh driving back to her old hometown um in indiana was it indiana i think they're in they're in like a, a, a when they were 12 it was a brand new suburb of indiana called the gaslight edition and it yeah. was like a gated community like a, a, an estate kind of just kind of a new suburb yeah. going in um so she goes back because they always they made a pact and if any of them needed each other again the four of them would get together and one of them's having a baby and she needs them so she called and they're all coming home and then, of course, this brings up the feelings and the stories. So obviously, mm -hmm. they have to show the backstory of this. And then we learn about that pact through this backstory yes. as well. Uh, which Marlene King actually wrote this when she was 10 years old. And so it's mostly about her group growing up as a kid. Which I love that. Because right? if a kid wrote it, and I think you can tell. Yeah. Because, like, it came out in 1995. I was 10 years old. Yeah. And... I was not it. 10 years old. I was 12 years old. You were 10 years old. I was old. 10 years old, yes. Fuck. <laughs> Anything um, to try to be younger, right? Right. Um, I gobbled. We, me and my sister loved it because also my so, sister had a big yeah, crush I was on Devin Sawa. Yeah, And we loved did. Christina Ricci. Like, Because uh, yeah. she was in everything. So was Thora Birch. Yeah. And Gabby Hoffman was in quite a few things. If you watched The Odyssey, you were a fan of Ashley Aston Moore. Yeah. Like, and I just loved Rosie O'Donnell at the time as well. She was At just, the time. Yeah. She kind of fell from grace a little bit. Um, but yeah, like it was like um, Rosie O'Donnell, Demi Moore, Melanie Griffith, and Reed Wilson, all like yeah. four of the biggest female stars of the time. 
And then Brandon Frazier later on. Brandon Frazier made a cameo, <laughs> as did Janine Garofalo, yep. Horace Leachman, and Rumor Willis, a five-year-old Rumor Willis, five-year-old. played Demi a- Moore's character's younger sister. She was in a lot of movies that her mom was in. Oh, yeah, so. Striptease. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which I, she, yeah, she I watched lot, that one yeah. recently and it's still, it's still pretty good. I still holds up. <laughs> I don't know if it holds up, but it's still, it's still okay. It's still, it's still okay, okay to watch. I might okay. have to like revisit that one. <laughs> but that or like Showgirls. I think, I feel like I need to watch I Showgirls again. that one recently, that one I kind of want to watch <laughs> yeah. recently. Yeah. So, anyway. um, like you said, there's lots of comparisons to Stand By Me, um, overshadowed the movie's release. Which... which- was nominated for two Golden Globes and an Oscar, while Now and Then was actually snubbed and viewed as derivative, as we said, pretentious jerk faces talking about this. Yes, which up until I read your notes like an hour ago, um, <laughs> I never thought of that. Comparing it to Stand By Me never once fucking crossed my mind. I'd never heard of the comparison before, but like, I mean, it kind of holds up, but not really. I mean, the boys are going to look for a dead body. Girls are going to find a mystery of a kid who has been dead for years. Who was already. dead for many years. Like, yeah. I don't know. His I just name was Dear Johnny. They're trying to yeah. find about the mystery of Dear Johnny. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Um, uh, yeah. So basically, same kind of thing. Uh, prominent criminals yeah. deemed it no more than a girl's version of Stand by Me. Roger Ebert called it a gimmicky sitcom, and New York Times called it a little dull and too much predictable. Uh, and this that is... no, it wasn't. Yeah, I did not see time... that twist ending coming. I'm sorry. Right. This is a twist. Twist. T- this was a time when girl power was about to make a rise. 1996 Spice Girls. Um, critics and a lot of media was also still very much men dominated in the like late 90s. Obviously, we know 2000s that started to kind of change. make a change as well. But we still had very much a lot of men dominated. Um, and then the, I kind of noted this myself or a couple other ones that there was not many other ones. So like Babysitter's Club and came out in 1995 was kind of another movie through the lens of girls friendships uh, a little more lighthearted than this one obviously because they're not searching after you know johnny's De- dear johnny's mysteries yeah this is um, them just trying to survive their friendship through the summer yeah and these yeah and then there's still like, a really great movie i watched it like not that long ago right yeah and then yeah all of them are like like little little rascals or stuff like that so it's a lot of it was interesting to have especially for millennials at the time because we were becoming the next biggest generation yeah. behind the boomers that they needed they needed entertainment for us and this was exactly fed into our like you know wanting to i don't know just have movies for us fit in coming of age seeing ourselves yeah because like the only thing that we were watching like girl related like it just was like i think like my little pony and shit like we were 12 we were getting away from that stuff but we needed something to relate to as we're transitioning going through puberty the biggest changes of our lives like at that time like we weren't quite sex in the city level no but we were no longer my little ponies yes we, we were a middle ground not yet not a girl not yet a woman <laughs> right there's a reason Brittany came but, out with the song <laughs> but like it's just yeah like now that I look back on it really this was the only movie you really had that you could really relate to at that age because mm-hmm. the Babysitter's Club was what, like 97? 95. 90. Yeah, right was it 95 time. too? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Anyway, but that's just it. Like the fact that those are like the only two movies at that time, really, that we can think of that were like role models toward girls of that age. Yeah. Strike, like, I think we had movies, we had movies like Camp Nowhere, which was a very full on co ed cast. Yeah. Like things like that. But for yeah, like and- the co ed sport movies, like what was it, Little Giants? 
Well, just it was mostly boys or, with the one girl yeah. trying to get onto the team type thing. But again, still, you're trying yeah. to get the girl And like dominated. the big green was a co-ed cast, mostly yep. guys, but co-ed. You started to get a little more once you get to 2000s yeah. with like Bendit, like Beckham and things with the girls yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, this movie also tackled female teen issues where most mm-hmm. of them at the time had kept them very surface level. This one kind of went deeper. You had divorce, death, sexuality, puberty, abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. And most teenage girls could or even gay boys or gay girls at the time or whatever could find themselves identifying in with one of these girls on the screen because mm-hmm. they were all going through something that you could have probably like me myself me and my sister were going through divorce we could understand we could identify with that as the kids or you know mm-hmm. i don't know or even going through death and like 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 they say in the movie that it's like their childhood almost got shattered and some people like there's just so many levels that this movie just goes to do you know who i did i identified the most with but not really like okay so each girl has a very specific personality yes and a very specific girl that they are catering to kind of if that's the right word tomboy yeah i had i relate the most like family wise probably i have to go with chrissy because i my parents are still together and very happy they don't ignore me for parties they're both still alive but they're not like chrissy's parents they're not overbearing and smothering to me so I'm not I wasn't as idyllic or naive as Chrissy but I was very tomboy and personality wise like Roberta I was starting fights and I was playing sports and so like I was a mix of Roberta and Chrissy yeah so I related to those two for separate reasons um yeah so like i said i we, obviously with gabby hoffman's character we were kind of like going through the divorce before, like 70s divorced parents were unheard of unheard of so 90s, taboo 90s a little bit more like, appropriate but it yeah. was more the girl that you could identify on screen with absolutely uh mm-hmm. and then i was also a little more tomboyish Jessica as a kid same thing kind of with so roberta was also another one that i kind yeah. of identified with and then so there's a lot of fun things that i was reading and obviously like 20 years later we learn about a lot of these things so originally um roberta's character was supposed to be gay yes was revealed in 2015 however in the 90s test audiences did not uh i guess enjoy the fact of a gay gynecologist delivering a baby basically bullshit if you ask me uh i found that out and i was pretty fucking pissed yeah so that was i was like that would have suited her perfectly because as we found out later on after the release of this movie that Rosie O'Donnell did herself come out. And not like, only that, like just when you, like not in a bad stereotypical way, but just Roberta's character just was, she just had that yeah. sort of. And I think like, to her. I think that's the way she played it because that was the plan from the, from the start. It is. Well, actually reading here, the, there was a link in the notes that I put. So actually the girls did, the little girls, the younger girls so I literally did all of their scenes first. And then the older women came in and did their scenes based off of what the younger girls did because I got to watch it later. Okay. So, because I mean, a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there that so don't it would realize have... their sexuality until they're a lot older. Oh, yeah. Like, so, like, Christ- so. Uh, basically, how Christina Ricci would have also played it as yeah. well as how, you know, Rosie O'Donnell also kind of brought it off. Yeah. The only thing I didn't do as Roberta, same as Roberta, like, I dressed like her actively or whatever, did not take my boobs down because I didn't have any. I wasn't a fan of them because I was just like, it sucked because I was the one who was, I got them before everybody else. So that was yeah. the problem. And it was well, like, I, I want to have them. So I'm just, I, I remember I watching this movie for the first time with like, I think my mom was, I think we were all watching it as a family. And as soon as that scene came up where Roberta started taping her boobs, I just saw, heard my mom go, 
And I was like, what? She goes, that is going to hurt so much when she takes it off that night. I was like, well, not if she goes swimming or like, you know, sweats it off, you know, 10 year old me being a dick. (laughs) Yeah. Not duct tape. It wasn't, it was masking tape. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It was like a thick, wide white masking tape. Yeah. 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 Uh, There was also, of course, all the girls had a crush on Devon Sawa. Like, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, I was more of a JTT girl myself, but. So there was like a bet on like who would get with Devon. (laughs) And it says, I was the only 15-year-old boy with the cast of the hottest young girls in town. So it was a lot of fun. Because they were, like, the biggest, like, teenage girl stars of the time at, like, at that time. Yeah. So I get that. Basically all four of them, yeah. Thora Birch couldn't ride a bike, and Roberta's dead mom is actually the producer, Jennifer Todd. Oh, the picture of uh, the, that they have in the Photo newspaper? Her, yeah. That's the, that's pretty that's fucking cool. I didn't know that. Obviously, and- I didn't read the IMDb before this, because we didn't just. Dis- decide till like last minute <laughs> right and, then, and my phone was charging so right. and we will finally settle the debate <laughs> no you cannot see Devin see Devin saw his penis he said I've always wanted to address that it's not true we wore <laughs> these sock things which at the age of 14 or 15 was extremely embarrassing I remember okay <laughs> everyone being like if you pause it right you can see we paused it so much because like do you remember Before DVD slow mo too? So you could I like. I was just gonna say that. I was like gonna say, do you remember when like the DVDs came out with like the, the slow mo and the zoom in? What? Oh man, did we try so hard to like? But then you'd you'd pause it on the VHS and you have to like pause pause so it like the the lines across the screen would move out of the way. Yeah. Because half yeah. the time when you paused it, it would be covering the part that you wanted to see. I know we were perverts. We were twelve. Looking whatever. But I've never really seen them before, so you know. Yes, come like on. we've never like exactly right. Like you're curious. You're twelve. You're heading into puberty. Ten in my case. You know. Yeah. Like it's just it's plain curiosity. It is very fucking normal. And but I loved that scene. Hey, right. wormy wormers. <laughs> Right, I think every girl when she watched Dream that, on, asshole. Was just like, oh my god, that's a. I would so uh, do that, and like, oh, I would so uh, do that. I would so fucking do that. Right. Oh man, I remember that scene for the first time, and I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. Like my whole family did. I'm pretty sure my dad thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, greatest scene. And even, and and the baseball when Roberta's getting picked on by the guy in the baseball scene, and she goes up and decks him in the face. I think where everyone's just like, yeah like just so happy because it's like girls what? can't play baseball what did what you did say? you say uh, you, girls can't roberta remember, remember you're, you're a, a lady, lady. <laughs> don't you take your dollies and go home the only doll roberta's got is a gi joe <laughs> and then um apparently leo dicaprio was supposed to originally play the vietnam vet but i think better done i did hear that i did hear that yeah way better played by um i think that conversation between the vet and the girls was like okay in hindsight nowadays not cool no one would do that what 20 some odd year old veteran hitchhiking home happens upon a group of four girls Biking that are like 12 around, years old saying, hey, like that whole going? scenario screams fucking creepy right but hindsight 70s was a lot more he had a lot of life lessons to teach them right which i think he did right right which the funny thing is like yes that scene could still be done nowadays but it just would have been in a different setting it wouldn't have been them rocking down the street he might have been like 
they might have seen a vet dressed up in a diner eating something and then asked him a question like it would still it could happen yeah. but it just has to be in a different context then yeah the way then does you're not going to drive down the street and start talking to someone like you would have in the 70s it's not yeah. the 70s anymore most kids don't even look up to fucking cross a street from their cell phones oh nowadays, my god so. fuck but let's be real like one of my favorite things like um, there's so much about this scene that i just fucking love because not only does he talk about like you know what not every parent knows what they're talking about not all parents are right and sam's like yeah no shit and then like where they ask him like oh we heard we're really gaining ground over there being vietnam yes the vietnam. okay um the uh and Vietnam. he's just like and then brandon brandon fraser's reply to that was like was um a lot of people have lied about what they've seen over there or have done and meaning like you know the government's full of shit media doesn't like media's full of shit like they're just feeding you what you want to hear that's not actually what's happening so like it's it hits on real world issues too this in movie. a pre-social media era as well yeah because now yeah. in social media we have people on the ground posting their own experiences yeah. and we know you also media. have to discern from fake news and stuff like yes. media is so different now it's back so then it was now. you it was... got it from the news the newspaper yeah. and your parents and in the 70s like, that was even before they had the 24-hour news system where it was literally just like your night i think it was like news. sunday right like wasn't it like once a week or something no i think they still had a nightly news and then they'd yeah. have like a newspaper but that was like it you weren't getting it from you know you didn't at, have it on like the five seven and that's on 24 hours and the yeah. five seven nine like we don't need all this up to, i don't even know why we need all this up-to-date news but uh, mm -hmm. for some reason we thought that so anyway um yeah, they also uh, just teaching you. Like, I don't know. You just learn every everything throughout this movie because they do go. They try to. They're trying to save up to also get their um, their uh, treehouse. Oh right, that was the point of the movie too. It's like they were well, not in the point of the movie, but it was just like kind of the like point a of side story. story. That was, was the a point side of their story. Summer. Yeah. Was they, they were had, trying to save up for their bunk or for their treehouse for this treehouse? Yeah, that they wanted to buy together. And then one of them, Sam, is like super into seances and shit. Yeah. So they go to the seance, like they go to a, they have, okay. <laughs> they have a really cool fucking like communication system to oh, like yes. speak to each other without using phones. Like, um, like I forget who starts like, it. Is it wires? Sam? It's like wires to Sam? windows. Okay. Sam flashes the light at Roberta and Roberta yeah. flashes back. No, she doesn't. How does it, because I know that. Sam uses the flashlight system and the pulley. Thora Birch, thing. I think, gets Thora gets the radio and the flashlight. So she, she gets flashlights back. She flashlights back and then she radios. Oh, Sam. Okay, so Sam rings, pulls the string with the bell on it attached to Roberta's window. Mm -hmm. Roberta pulls back to let her know that she heard. Then yep. she shines her flashlight at um Teeny's window, window, Thora Birch's window. Um, and then Teeny, yeah, and Teeny flashes and back, and then Teeny radios, radios Chrissy. Chrissy. She's like, we need a secret meeting. And Chrissy's like, now. Yeah. And that, that was, was after, after that was after, after the seance. seance. So they but I just I had seance. to I had yeah. I fucking I wanted one of those as my friends so bad. So they yeah, so yeah, so she's all into seances. They go to the the graveyard one night and they're like, Oh, who, who do you want to talk to? Marilyn so Rose, they, she never answers. Yeah. So they decided to do someone <laughs> in the local Cemetery, in the cemetery yeah dear johnny yeah. and then they think that they actually erect him from the dead and she thinks she sees him in his uh, a little boy yeah. figure in her bedroom and then that's when she calls the emergency meeting did you notice though like when they were leaving the cemetery because it started raining it started pouring which is why they left right yeah 
And then did you notice when Sam hesitated, they showed a shot of the big tree and you can see the shadow waving oh. his arm in the tree. Have you never seen that? Maybe I'd, I'd have to go back and see. I might yes, have. because then that's the same shadow that in the she sees in her bedroom later that night or maybe then, the next night. And then when they go, no, it's the same night because then the same they night? go, yeah. that, that's yeah, they, what she calls the thing. They do the communication go, system, yeah. And the thing is, his thing is broken. His headstone's broken. His headstone and gets broken. Like, and they're like, holy shit, we actually we freaking did, did it. it. Exactly. Yeah. So now they have to try and find out how dear, basically now there's some task to rest. is put him to rest and find out how he died. Find out who his killer is, yeah. Yeah, because they're like, he's a young guy. Like, what happens? So then they find out that he had somehow been brutally murdered through people. Oh, his mom, her grandma. She goes to her grandma and they're like, oh, no one talks about that. So she finds out that some kind of bad thing happened. And so they want to find out how he yeah. died and help lay him to rest. Um, do you need to rewind one moment to their seance um, before they ran away because it rained? Um, Ashley asked more, gave a fantastic performance to pull a prank on her friends. Was fan fucking fantastic where she's like he's here he's lonely he needs a friend i got you (laughs) and she punches she's like what was that for (laughs) you fart ass (laughs) oh i loved it i loved it dear johnny's father oh yeah we're not spoiling that one yet we're not spoiling that one but oh his at the end his with you yeah You've said so they okay. We have to back up to like where you mentioned where they go to her grandma, played by Cloris Leachman. So they decide to go to Sam's grandma's house because she's the oldest person she knows. (laughs) And that was when they talked to her. She's like, Oh, it was just so tragic. I spent a lot of years trying to like forget it, and now I don't want to dredge it up again. Blah blah blah. So she wouldn't tell them. They break into her attic, she goes to bingo. She goes to bingo, grabs her hairpiece, throw, goes to bingo, uses one of those fucking cordless vacuums that we totally fucking had. We had a blue one. And um, uh, yeah, so they break into their attic and they're looking through things and they find um, a newspaper article. It was an op-ed from Sam's grandpa to the newspaper. And it was talking about how, if the, about the murders that happened and if it's not safe in our sleepy town to show, or if it's not safe in our sleepy town how how much more safe can the world be and blah 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 blah. and they start talking about this so they find out that he was murdered involving the tragic involving the tragic deaths of beverly ann and jonathan sims which is their names this is the moment where these girls kind of realize that life is not all sunshine and roses this is where roberta has an absolute meltdown she breaks the mirror she throws something breaks the mirror in the attic which uh seven years bad luck bro seriously um and also, not yours. Like, how's Sam going to fucking explain that one? Um, in the attic, clearly shouldn't be. Yeah, obviously. Um, but, and then she's like, it's not okay. Like, why do they have to die? Why did she have to die? Then it goes into her missing her mom. And because her, he, her dad lied to her about her mother's death. How, oh, she was asleep the whole time. She didn't feel any pain. But in actuality, she was awake the whole time as they tried to extract an, her. She found an article. Yeah. Of she was killed by a drunk, really drunk driver. Yeah. Was it a drunk driver drunk that driver, killed her? Yeah. Yeah, they went to the library to find what they could about um, Dear Johnny. About Dear Johnny, and they they found a very small descriptive of, of their funerals, like no information whatsoever, just their names. Um, and then that was when Roberta found the news article about a uh, newspaper article about her mother's car crash that killed her, yeah. so and she found out that her father died. Her her father lied to her. Had this information, hadn't processed it yet. So when they were up in there, and then finding out about Dear Johnny and them, and how these small little sleepy towns, and that. So like I said, this is basically yeah. where they find out that the world is not all sunshine and roses, and shit fucking happens, and life sucks. Yeah. 
which it, that moment yeah i understand why she has a breakdown yeah. because it, it's and it's totally on it's totally relatable because also like she roberta lived in a brother a house with all brothers and her dad so I'm yeah i think she's the youngest was, of five four brothers. there was not a lot of touchy-feely going on so when her mom died who knows because yeah, really her mom had been dead for eight or... years at this point she died when she was four and yeah. she's 12 now so, so she's been so long without a mother and yeah. like you know maybe not even real processed and so just I get it why well, she had a freak out like so they all like the four of them had a really nice heart to heart talk that was when Sam finally divulged that her parents were getting divorced at this point only teeny knew yeah um or whatever and what really gets me is so the scene in um where is it so when Sam's mom brings home Hank Azaria on her date Sam gets really fucking mad and she leaves the house she goes see teeny teeny and then her go to their their um tree house that they want to buy and have a heart to heart. They talk about divorce. And what really hurt me, like what really got me in that scene was when um, Teeny was like, there's a lot of, she's like, there's plenty of like single parents like um, that do really good. And she starts naming off all these TV shows. And Sam is like, all of those parents died. My dad widower. chose to leave. Widower. widower. Yeah. Widower, widower, widower. And that line was just like, even though I couldn't relate because my parents were are still together, I like my heart broke for her like just that like all those parents died mine chose to leave like how much for like that's why you need representation in media it's why you need it i agree so you don't feel alone but we're not and now look at yeah but now look at the divorce rate oh and that was the night when sam almost died too we didn't mention that so they yes. see this uh this creepy old man in town they call him crazy pete rocks around rides around on his on his bicycle and whatnot and all their parents are like, leave him alone. He's just, you know, an old man that just, you know, fell on hard times. So when Teeny and Sam were riding back from the treehouse and it was raining really hard and Sam lost her friendship bracelet that Teeny gave her. She had to insisted on finding it. She found it. It was in the gutter. So she crawls into the fucking street gutter. Crazy. Like, oh my God, like we did stupid shit back when we were kids, but I would never have fucking done that. Ours were also not that big to go in. That's true. Yeah, you couldn't fit in one of them. You would have had to lift a manhole cover and no way a 12-year-old was lifting a manhole cover. No. Um, so Sam almost drowns because it's torrential downpour. Someone jumps in, pulls her out. He comes out and lo and behold, it's Crazy Pete who saved her. And from that day on her and Teeny just kind of like- Which this is how me and my sister always knew it was an American movie. You get her home, huh? Because I'm yeah. say A hey, in America. Say, say huh. huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I remember that breaker high, Casey or Cassidy. She'd always say, huh? Yes. Join like, me nuts. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah, they learn crazy Pete and then yeah. and then this, so back in the attic, when they're talking about the divorce, where and they make the sharing, pact. This is this where is they where make they their make pact. A pact about whenever one of them needs each other. They're Chrissy is the one that prompted it. Because like if any one of us sentimental yeah, one that she that is. If <laughs> any one of us ever need anything, we should promise to be there together and whatever. Um, okay, I know we're doing this movie all wrong, but I really need to fucking rewind because we missed a whole fucking section. The entire fucking bike ride from the gaslight edition to Shelby fuck or to the green, whatever it was. Well, we kind of library. Mentioned it. We mentioned the way no. back with the veteran. Mm, yeah, but did we mention the best fucking part of that trip? Knock other no time. okay second best part of that trip besides the whole skinny dipping boys catching them and stealing their clothes thing was the talk when they oh. stopped for lunch <laughs> and her stuff because they bra. always play truth or dare always play truth or dare 
And Chrissy always so, picks truth. She never can, picks dare. Can I please say it? Can I say it? Pudding. <laughs> so they ask Chrissy, truth or dare? And Chrissy reluctantly picks truth. And they ask her, have you ever tongue kissed a boy? And her answer is, are you kidding? I don't want to get pregnant. And then they go, you can't get pregnant by kissing. And she goes, I know that beetle brain, but it's common knowledge that if you tongue kiss a boy, he automatically thinks you'll do the deed with him. They can't help it. They're driven. <laughs> it's the male curse. And uh, what deed would that be, Chrissy? You know, planting the seed and watering the flower. Because <laughs> this is how her mom told her about the sex talk. And every woman Early has a garden. <laughs> and every woman needs a man with a big hose. Bonnie. Or maybe a small hose. Who was her mom played by? Bonnie. Doesn't What's matter as long as it works. Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. That's it. <laughs> Seriously, whoever gave up like that, I swear it's like one of the best lines in like media history. So good. <laughs> and then you have Sam just she's like, is that work? How that works? Like plant the seed and water the flower. And they all just start laughing and they're just like, I'm drinking my Coke. <laughs> yeah. Her mom is. Yeah. Can it be up? Can it be down? Is that the right way? There's a reason Chrissy is the way she is, guys. There's and then there's reason. a reason why she has a healthy obsession with uh, gardening in her adult life. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's how. Oh, it so good. So good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So what happened after that? After they're packed and everything? Um, they what what do they do after that do they go back to the cemetery to put dear johnny to rest and then that's where they see that thing wasn't there something before that uh, maybe something, they do put they back do, there. oh they go see the witch played by janine garofalo that's a little earlier but yes they do go to see the witch yes they do janine garofalo is in this Which, movie who was She's actually, actually the uh the diner waitress yes um with some brown cows yeah. boys uh we're not boys we're girls we're girls i know and then, and then she she goes go then and then so they go to see her because she's also not only is she a waitress she's also a tarot reader or yeah which they call a witch yeah um and yeah so she tells them so he gets the you know they get the death card and stuff like that yeah. so that's how a murder are. card yeah so they're just like oh she's a willa dean's a fraud like blah which, blah blah they're like but did you see her face like like she that, was scared she was scared and then that was when they called sam's grandma because and they wanted that, to talk about yeah. it and all that um but so, so guess, lo and behold, Dino Ween was fucking right. Right. Willa Dean was right. It was murder. And then they um, do eventually try to put dear, dear Johnny to rest with another seance. Um, and, and when yeah. they do this, they notice that uh, Crazy Pete is there with, well, uh, with hold some on, before that happens, standing. Before okay. that happens, um, they get to the cemetery and they're standing there doing their seance. They're like, it's time to put Dear Johnny to rest. And all of a sudden oh, they yeah. see this light coming from around a tree and Johnny's fully put together tombstone coming at them with light behind, like floating towards them. They're like, oh my God, it's Johnny. Ah!" Turns out dude that moves around the tombstones in the graveyard knocked John, dear Johnny's tomb over and he was just replacing it. And yeah, yeah, he's like, you guys need to have more respect for the dead. They're like, we have a lot of respect for the dead. Okay. That's why we're here. We have to put dear Johnny to rest because we raised him from the dead. And he's like, no, that was me. Too bad. Yeah, it was, it was me. Tombstone. I knocked over his tombstone. It's not easy. And then that was shit. the night that uh, she yeah. realized that she can't go do her yeah. childish things anymore and throws out all of her. Throws seance. all her sa- Sam throws all her seance stuff out. 
Which I'm sorry, Sam, you do not need to give up your witchcraftery or whatever for no. whatever age. Like, there's still, you know, if you do, if it's what helps get you through your day, you do, you boo. You do. I think it was the disappointment about, like, they went through all of that and they didn't really even raise. But you know what? They figured it out right? because Sam went to go put back, flower, put flowers back on Johnny's grave after all the other girls left. Yes. And she, that's and where she found Crazy Pete crazy standing Pete. beside his tombstone with fresh flowers and and then that's he when she up was and said, informed that Crazy yep. Pete was actually dear Johnny's father. Like, you're Peter Sims, aren't you? He goes, yes. He's like, I should have been there for my boy instead of down at that bar. Because yeah. turns out he stumbled home at about midnight from the side pub bar, yep. found his wife and son shot, who woke up during a random burglary. burglary. Yeah. Just a like a, grif- a drifter passing through town decided to rob a house. They woke up, he killed them, and on he went. And ruined John's life in the process and made everyone think he was just crazy Pete. And it's just a really fucking sad story. And this is moment. where yes, this where moment he, really gets me. He he kind of gives her another a life lesson. life lesson as well. Like she's, that she'll never I feel like she's the one who learns a lot. Well, she's a narrator. So yeah, of course. Yeah, she's a narrator. But she's the one who kind of learns a lot of the lessons, mm-hmm. I think, through most of this. Yeah. And this and- is also Lindy's quote is my yearbook quote i quoted peter sims um where he says you know things happen in life that you can't stop but it's not a reason to shut out the world there's a purpose for the good and for the bad and it's very true like the good cannot exist without the bad because so you gotta he take did, it all in stride he did shut out the world that's why they called him crazy Pete. yeah he only so came out at nighttime on his bicycle yeah. like instead of so pulling angry at it instead of just... pulling his life back together and moving on and trying to properly grieve the loss of his wife and son, which I no fucking easy feat. I not hope I never, re- I never experienced not, that. Exactly. We're not saying, um, it but he let himself succumb to the anger and the grief and the disappointment for too many years. For and too then long. now as an old man, he's realized what it's he's too late. lost. It's yeah. too late to try and do anything again, which is really sad. Yeah. And so that's where their little moment. Well, no, because then the next day I was going to say that's where it ends, but it doesn't. No, it the doesn't. next day is when they get their tree house. Uh, when Chrissy goes into labor, actually. I know, but that's when they're going into the treehouse because um, they're all in the treehouse and they're painting it, putting up curtains and stuff. Sam's sitting on the roof and she's writing in her journal. And oh. then one of them is like, Sam, hello, Sam, Sam. And then that's ah! when it fades into okay, yeah. ne- the present time. Sam's running out of the house and she's like, Rosie's super calm because she's the gynecologist. She's the doctor. She's just she like, knows Sam, what you're she's blocking doing. me in. She's like, you're blocking in my Jeep. And then they're like, oh, take the limo because Teeny grew up to be a superstar. Of course, with her putting Is that Teeny Tercel? Her pudding boobs? Yeah. Big boobs that she would yep. put in because Jello apparently pudding was was more Jell-O realistic. Jello was too jiggly. Pudding has it gives it a heavier, more realistic, realistic texture. texture. <laughs> so obviously we knew she was destined for stardom and she became, yes. you know. Played by Melanie Griffith. And they even um, say, like they even say at one point, are boobs even real? I think. <laughs> yeah. They uh I love that they take the limo. And Sam is freaking out. Um, Teeny's on the phone with the hospital that, or the do- the office that Martin's going to meet them at the hospital. Rosie's driving, or uh, Roberta's driving, and there's pregnant Chrissy in labor, looking at everything in the limo. I would be too. A- She's like, "Is that a TV? Is that a VCR, Roberta? They got a VCR. Oh yeah, does it have a remote?" I would be the same thing. I'd be like, "Oh my god, I've never been in like I haven't been in one of these often." Uh, like, I, the I red crushed velvet interior. You can tell it's wow. very time dated because wow. now it's like black leather interior with yeah. neon lights in them. Usually yeah. maybe a stripper pole, you know, 
And I love how they're like, how, how Sam is like in the limo. She goes, shit, 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 shit. Don't swear around my baby. And then she's like, shit. As she's to like being birth. in labor at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I fucking, oh. So she gives, delivers her, delivers her baby. Yes. She gives birth. Her husband shows up just in time. Is it supposed time. to look like that? Yeah. Just in time, which it's true. Babies are so yeah. weird when they come out. Let's be real. Which in um, case you didn't know for people who have seen this and didn't notice Chrissy married the nerd from the baseball scene. Yes. Where he walked up to her, pushed his glasses up, was like, hello, dear. And, and she's, she's like, like, like get away, nerd. Get away, nerd. Yeah, that's her husband. That's who she is. Um, so. Because sometimes in those small town yeah. Americas, you never leave. Yeah. So you just marry random people in the town yeah. that you don't, you know, never thought you would have married. So then they cut to the four ladies back in their treehouse. Yeah. Treehouse. Kind of passing the baby around. As older ladies sitting yeah. in it. Yeah. Talking and- about if they're happy and how their lives are turning out and yep. things like that. So and when they, they ask, they ask Roberta how big her boobs are now. And Roberta's like, well, just how big are your boobs now? And she's like 36 D and worth every, every penny. penny? Yeah. <laughs> and then Chrissy's like, Oh, Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> and then she says to Sam, who's like unhappy. Cause like everything's shitty. And she's like, have you tried integrating pastel into your wardrobe? Men a, love pastels on a woman. Cause she's a writer. So of course she's yeah. cynical of, you know, cynical I didn't understand half of that alien next door thing you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. read that book. Um, you instant pastels into it. Yeah. Pastels. Incorporate color. Oh, you have like Easter colored reels. I do. Um, or spring, summer, spring. whatever. Kind of springy, you know, yeah. they're fun. So then they're they're just happy to be together. And then. And then they do. It has the best about, ending. The best they do act, ending. No, they do actually mention about um, Crazy oh, Pete. Oh, the Pete, where she's like, yeah, Crazy Pete was his I was, said, uh, I used Johnny's to send father. him a Christmas card every that was year teeny. and it came back last few years. It, yeah. And she's like, like, yeah, he, yeah, he died. Passed away. Like, yeah. Oh. So Chrissy and Roberta still kind of knew crazy Pete. Yeah. They, and, Cause they still saw, they were still living yeah. in the gaslight. Basically Chrissy lives in, I think the same house as her parents. She does. It looks exactly yeah. the same. Nothing has changed. She still has plastic on the fucking seats. Yes. They so, don't carry hard liquor in the house. Yeah. So <laughs> they are basically where their parent, where they grew up, where this is. Um, and so like my mother like daughter like mother like daughter (laughs) so they move so yeah towards the end they decide to they hear a bunch of kids outside playing yeah i love the shot where all the bicycles are in the one driveway because that's how you knew where your friends were and the 90s and then they're in the backyard nobody has fences i guess oh all the kids in the neighborhood playing red rover a lot of places in the states don't have fences like that i've seen i've noticed a bunch of a lot of them don't have basements either i find that fucking weird uh, it depends on and where they wear you shoes are. in the house. Sorry, American friends, but what the fuck is that? It depends on where you are because we actually asked that in Florida, yeah. and they said they're only one meter above sea level, so you can't really have a base. Certain states, yes, absolutely, yes. I would totally understand if you yes. are near the coast in those states. Okay, I would understand why you don't have a basement, right? But I mean, I've heard like Midwest, a lot of people don't have basements, but I could be wrong. Whatevs, so it's just what I heard. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, but shoes in houses, what's that about? Seriously, weird. Um, but yeah, like Red Rover was just, yeah. So then the and I think it's the best way to end that. I guess, end the movie. And that's how it, it started. Got, it got banned in most schools as yep. well because it was too vicious. I apparently. remember you would try it, to clothesline your friends basically. Yes. It was banned. Um, I think the year after I left elementary school. Yeah. So I still got to play it up until sixth grade. Yeah. So. I mean, like if you played at parks outside of school, you were yeah. allowed to play it. Yeah. But at school, they did ban it. Like in school hours, you were not allowed yeah. to play with teachers. I feel like playing Red Rover as a child really toughened you up. It did. It totally yeah. did. 
I think so. But but um, all in all, that's why our generation is as yes. hard as we are. All those yes. years of Red Rover. How we can uh, survive and handle all the shit this fucking world is handing to us right now. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all in all, 10 out of 10, five stars would recommend. Yeah. Amazing. Good, Don't listen good. to the critics because they suck. They weren't 12 year old little girls. They have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And let's I've real. seen this movie literally thousands of fucking time. And if Sugar list- Sugar was one of my go-to um, karaoke songs. If you're listening to this, you probably have watched it a hundred times and love it anyways, because mm-hmm. you're probably a millennial anyways. Ha mm-hmm. And it was just, it was yeah. such a great, yeah. Oh my God, you remember read the Jello balloons? Because that's where Teeny got the idea for the pudding balloons for her bra. Because yeah. the wormers threw balloons filled with Jello at them. Yeah. How great is that? I feel like I want to do that with my kids. I like let's fill balloons with jello and then we're gonna go outside in the backyard and throw it at each other <laughs> very gross it's very much why don't you just do messy play day then oh we could do that too there's a fucking it's the same, it's the same idea. A splash pad right next to my house i can totally right just go exactly that's there. what i mean but it's the same idea because you just put jello in one of the things and then it's the same idea instead of because you don't want to have to actually pick up all that's of the, true pl- the the rubber balloons that's after true so that's you want to do true. a messy play day I want it with a magic mud and the pasta noodles. Oh, fuck yeah. And then one with jello. So much fun. One with jello. So much fucking fun. Right? Probably do one with pudding too. Right? Yeah. Four fuck five. Yeah. You oh, do I'm as down. many bowls yeah. slash tubs as you want. <laughs> I should suggest that to the council. Do one for like the kids here in, in my town. Yeah, you should. Small town. They might do it. Who right? knows? Yeah. Just go to like the Lions Park or whatever it is <laughs> down the street. Yeah. <laughs> do it there. Yeah, sure. We have lots of parks in this town. Right? Yeah. All right. So on that note, um, yeah, that is now and then. Uh, um, great movie. If you have prepubescent or even teenage girls, the, I recommend you showing it to them if you haven't already. An amazing soundtrack. Educate your kids. God, Honey yes. Hunt, sugar, sugar, knock three uh, times. Sign, like, seal, delivered. And the last one, Band now of Gold. And then. I can't mention it without it. Danielle loves Band of Gold, so I can't not mention Band of Gold. Like, a, you Boots know, are made for walking. Song. Right. Like. Nancy that iconic Sinatra. scene where it's like, whoa, mom, or like, whoa, Sam, when did your how mom- short are those shorts? How short are those shorts? How high are those boots? How tall are those boots? How short are those shorts? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. So such good. Such a great love movie. So many good it. actors, actresses. I think they were calling them all actors now, I think is what- And the doing. cars. <sighs> I wish right. cars still looked like that. The fashions too. You can't deny this, the fashions. Oh my God, where they're sitting at the beginning of the movie, where they're sitting at the table and they're reading each other like a quiz, like a Cosmo quiz. And yeah. they give each other like their answers and like Chrissy's like such a prude if she doesn't like, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. yeah, that's just, yeah. It's I fuck so, uh, so just relatable. Fucking yeah. love it. So go out. If you haven't watched it, yeah. obviously go out and check it. If not, show it to your kids. Guys, I think it's cause... on one of the streaming services. It's gotta no, be on one. No, it, it's well, not. It comes and goes. That one's one that comes and goes. It's a hard one. Hold on. Let me know. I think I have it on DVD and VHS. Uh, Prime video right now is on it. Oh, I have it on Prime too. <laughs> but it comes on and off. I've When I tried I to watch it last time, it wasn't on. And I was like. So, yeah. But well, on that note, I think that is the conclusion of yes. our episode about so, that. So, yeah, you can find us uh, at our website as millennialspod.com, Turn of the Millennials on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all of that Spotify, fun stuff. Amazon, Spotify, Spotify, yeah. Wherever you well, listen to your iPod or your podcast. Listen and subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify. We'd love Please to. like us. We're so desperate for attention. Right? We want reviews. We want our algorithms to like push Click. us out there. We need Please. clicks. We need clicks, clicks. and likes. Clicks and likes and thumbs. <laughs> Get that algorithm going and push us out there, guys. You know you love us. Please, please, this is us begging. No. 
All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good Thanks. night. We'll see you on the next episode or talk to you on the next episode, I guess. Do that yes. every time. I know. We're not going to see you. We're going to talk to you. <gasps> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website at www.millennialspod.com. And also, you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. While you're there, hit the follow and subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Turn of the Millennials Pod, and like us on Facebook to leave a comment and a review. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next episode. <laughs>